What's up, everybody? Joseph back here with another episode of DFW Creatives, where I shine a spotlight on Dallas Fort Worth creatives I find inspiring, and hopefully you will too. My special guest today is Byron Stamps, the creator of Truth and Comedy. It's a storytelling comedy and art show held every Saturday of the month at Full City Rooster. Welcome, Byron. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm loving what you're doing. I'm loving what you're doing for the community, and I'm excited to dive into what motivates you, what fuels you, and just this this crazy, amazing thing that you've created. So thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about Truth and Comedy. How did it start? How'd you get this idea? Um, Man, I think about that more and more, um, about how it starts, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know exactly where it started. Joseph, I just know like there were seeds planted along the way. Um, and like two really come to mind to me. The first time, the first thing I remember is a while back, like years ago, I remember seeing a stand up comedian doing a show. I think it was, a, it might have been a storytelling show, but I was watching it on YouTube. And um, it caught me off guard because he was, he was a, I knew he was a comedian. But he was talking about the loss of his daughter. His daughter had died. And, oh, he, and he was talking about how, you know, everybody wants him to be funny, but he doesn't want to be funny because he's in pain because he lost his daughter. Yeah. I don't remember the comedian's name. I just remember that watching that video and that really grabbed me. So that, that kind of was always something that was in the back of my mind, that video that I thought about from time to time, you know, but nothing really major. That was the first seed, and um, I think the second seed was around, like, 2011 when my mother had passed. Oh, man. Um, like, I was having a hard time myself personally when I lost my mother. I can't imagine. And so I was, I was you know, having a rough time, and I remember um, maybe a couple of years afterwards, I started doing a joke about um, just material, talking about, like, the last few days of my mother's life some conversations we had and the joke is probably it's one of my favorite jokes still to this day but i just remember when i would set up that joke set up the premise i just the tension that would be in the room because the seriousness of the topic and i just remember just how silent the room would get um what, what was the joke do you it, mind telling well i talk about um just some things that my mother said to me on on her last day oh, and man. uh and so that's so I kind of speak on some things that she said to me that were that that's extremely personal and you know and, and private to me, and just the tension in the room you could just feel it, and and when I hit him with the punchline of the joke, it was just a sweet release. Just the laugh were, were just a lot bigger, and that was the second seat. I was just like, oh wow, I wonder you know, can I replicate that? You know, you know, just that seriousness and and that release of of tension through laughter and those two things are, are, are like the biggest seeds that I, that I can think of and and over time I just kind of formed this thought like everybody always says there's tragedy in comedy I was like can we really you know can we truly take tragedy not just from my lives but from other people's lives and can we find some funny in it and find find some things that um we can actually bring comedy and laughter out of so i wanted to just i started having this idea of i want to do a show where people tell their stories and and, and not just a little run-of-the-mill story but something that they have a strong personal connection to a lot of times heavy stories can we can i do a show where people tell their stories and uh comedians 
Father humor in it and they perform sets like where they would take that story and use it as inspiration for their comedy um and and i, I kind of kept playing back and forth with the idea and i just you know then i said okay i think this is something i want to do and then i just gave it a name truth truth and comedy kept coming to mind because for me you had in my mind it was like people are sharing their, their story yeah which i was considering this is your truth um so i just wanted to call it truth and comedy and then i just said okay this is a thing that I want to do, but how can I really bring it to fruition, you know? But th to me, that's kind of how it started, as just kind of like this idea based on some, some things, some life experiences and some things that I've seen and kind of wanted to take that and, and, and interpret it in my own way, you know? And it's a great idea. Yeah. And uh, I, I kept hearing it. Um, we're actually at uh, Full City Rooster now. Oh, yeah. Uh, here in the Cedars. And uh, Mike Wyatt, who's gracious enough to loan his uh, patio out here. <laughs> so mind the birds in the back. I know. But he came and uh, a bunch of people kept telling me what you're doing. And uh, it's just like a healing and it's a community building. And it's just, it's, it's such a great idea that you implemented. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm proud. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm inspired that you did this. Uh, so, but you don't always, you do, you do it here every first Saturday, but you yes. do it at other places, right? Yes. Um, we, I do a monthly show here the first Saturday every month here at Full City Rooster. Um, I just started last month doing bi-monthly shows in Topeka, Kansas and um, in Kansas City, Missouri as well. And uh, I've done a show. We had our two-year anniversary show recently. Two years. And, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Two-year anniversary show. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Um, and that was at Texas Theater. Um, and, and big shout-out to uh, Bjorn and Tiana Svensson for helping make that happen. Texas Theater, man. I love that oh, place. Oh, yeah. It was, it, was, it was a great, great show. Um, and I also, from time to time, I've done shows with, like, businesses, nonprofits, like the Bond, the Brain Injury Network of Dallas, and um, I've done a few shows with the Cohen, Stephen Cohen Family, Military Family Clinic as well. And I also did a show um, in Plano uh, with a uh, partner with Black Flag Theater, who is doing some great things and putting on some great shows as well. So I've been, been pretty fortunate over these past few years, man. I'm sure you get a lot of stories. What fuels people to come and, and confess and then tell jokes? What do, what, do you, what do you think is the common theme? Oh, wow. I just really think, honestly... At the end of the day, it's just that connection, you know, um, having somebody talk about something where they're just extremely open, honest and vulnerable and talking about things that they necessarily want to talk about in yeah, general, you know, I'm around sure you other have to people. Get people come up and they just they spill their guts and you're like, wait, 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 wait yeah. till Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I feel like it's it's a thing where. It's it takes a lot of trust, not only from the uh, storyteller, but from the audience as well, because I wouldn't get up and, and, and bear my soul in front of a group of people where I feel like there will be judgment and uh, things of that nature. It's, it's just when you get in, in that room and that group of people, there's just a level of trust and love within that room that it's just kind of hard to articulate. But I think people just yearn for that type of connection. And then on top of that, you, you, you're doing it where it's a fun environment. We have laughter. Um, there's art. But just that connection, just taking a group of strangers that come from a diverse background. Like if you come to a show, 
like the, the, there's there's no one demographic it's just a, a big hodgepodge of people um that come for that connection and just hearing people be open honest and vulnerable and if you come to a show like there, there's yet to be a show where I, there's just n not something that resonated with me from every story like no matter what the story is there's something that i can draw from it and, and relate to with my life and i feel like the people that come to the show feel the same way as well so i would say people come for that connection that i feel like you'd be hard pressed to find an environment like a truth and comedy show you know do you find um, it's mostly dallas you mentioned that you do stuff out in kansas so obviously kansas but is it mostly a dallas uh, people that come to the show or do oh, you yeah. get other people from fort worth i be, people come from all over the metroplex but the majority of people that come are from dallas from the dallas area and i feel like um especially like here in the cedars is a strong contingent of people that Good come to the show here, from yeah. the cedars oh yeah i love I love the outpouring from the Cedars area, but we get people that come to shows from all over the Metroplex, um, as f from the far suburbs. You know, um, if you, I've I've had people come to me and say that they've been from all over the area, but that typically the shows is a strong contingent of people from Dallas that are there. What's what's the steps to getting in the show, and do you meet them beforehand or talk with them on the phone? Um, it's it's. It just really, it just depends. Uh, sometimes it's people that I know, um, people that I just know I might invite and ask if they want to do the show. Other times it might be somebody from a show that was just inspired and they're like, they might come up to me and say, I want to tell my story. It's been times where, you know, I've met strangers and just talking and conversating with them and we get to talking and I ask them, like I tell them what I'm doing and, and I ask them if they'd be willing to tell their story. And it's happened like that. Uh, and it's, it's been times where people have emailed me, uh, emailed Truth and Comedy, and we connect like that. So really, to be honest with you, there's no rhyme or, rhyme or reason uh, how I necessarily go about getting a storyteller. If, but if you definitely want to tell a story, you can reach out, Truth to Comedy, email or social media. But I'm always searching and, and, and connecting with people and talking and, and looking for people that are willing to share their stories. How, how, how can you get people that don't want to share but want to share their stories like there's a lot of people that are really bottled up like maybe men yeah uh, we had talked a little bit before this that you said you know guys are a little more shy or reluctant to they don't want to feel vulnerable but uh, i'm sure there's a lot of people that contact you that want to share their experience and heal and they're there i mean and you got to kind of pull that out what, what do you tell them how do you how do you get them to just let go uh, I think most importantly, I just tell them, just share your truth. You know, don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about what the audience might think. Don't worry about how something's going to be interpreted. Just share your story. I don't don't worry about how how entertaining it is or anything. Just come out and just tell your truth the way that you see it. And be open, honest, and, and vulnerable. And, and I think authenticity and just being genuine always goes over well. So I, I think I, I just want to put them at ease. Like, I try to put as least amount of stipulations on it as possible. Like, I try to come in with no expectations. I only ask that you're open, honest, and vulnerable. I want you to do it the way that you see fit. And uh, from there, I think people are typically at ease and feel a lot better um, when it's just, you know, I try to put as little amount of pressure on it as possible yeah I, I, li I like that just just be yourself do yeah. it just you know 
there's got to be a lot of reward in this. I know you're not doing this for rewards. You're you're building a community and you're, uh, you know, you're healing you, with your own personal things and 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 healing through other people's stories. We 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 um we feel less alone and less isolated when we find out that we're very uh, very much the same. We all we all hurt. We all laugh. We have all these emotions and you know self-expression. And connecting with other people, it's it's just, it's it's a beautiful thing to be a human, but uh, the, the the payoff is you not pay off, but with the rewards uh, for this, uh, of people bringing other people to the show after they healed to the show, or they um, maybe they uh, they they write you the day after, or uh, weeks or months after, and just just. It's it's a life changing experience. That's got to be very rewarding. Do you feel that's rewarding to you? Oh yeah, I'm 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 extremely appreciative of of everybody that's involved with the show. You know, the storytellers, the comedians, the artists, the audience members, um, and and from time to time I'll get somebody. You know, we might talk after the show. Conversation it might be a, a text message, an email, um, and just hearing people say that. I feel like I, 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 a huge weight was taken off my shoulders or how, you know, how they appreciate being able to tell their story and how therapeutic and cathartic it was. Um, I really love being able to provide this uh, opportunity for people to do that. Um, it really, it's extremely fulfilling to me. And, and also being that I feel like this show is, this is authentically me like if if this is the type of comedy that i want to be doing and uh it just real feel, it feels really good it feels great to be able to provide this platform for people and just the messages and the, and, and the words of encouragement and, and and how it made people feel um i just truly 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 appreciate that and and, and glad that this show is happening that's amazing is there any story that really sticks out with you? I think probably one of the stories, there, quite a few, um, but one that really jumps out to me is a story that I got from a lady that I met through. It's like she was she was my Uber driver. Uber driver. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I remember getting a ride one day, and I, you know, I jumped in a car, and just it was just something about her. Like I jumped in the car, and like, you know, I knew she was she was at least she had to be at least fifty five. Um, but she was listening to Drake and like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the singing Drake. It was just like that. I want to be hardcore Drake. Oh, sh and, okay. uh, so that, that really connected with me and we got to talking just riding and we, we were talking and, uh, she said she likes to drive Uber cause she likes to hear people's stories and she just likes talking to people, hearing their stories. It really fascinates yeah. her. So I got to telling her about truth and comedy and, uh, I asked her, I was like, if you told your story, what would you talk about? So she turned around and she pointed to her nostrils. She said, I probably talk about my nose. And her story ended up being um, when she was younger, she was dating a guy who was uh, he was a drug dealer mm. and, uh, you know, fast money, had 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 other women. And she confronted him about the women he had. They got into a, they got they got into a fight and he ended up on top of her and he bit half a nose clean off. Oh God! Um, Jeez! And uh, she, uh, like, 
she's the reason in Texas that your mouth can be considered a lethal weapon because like the bacterial infection that's set up yeah, in her nostrils. And, and she told a story and you couldn't, it, like everybody was hanging on her every word. Like it was so powerful. She talked, she talked for close to 20 minutes and it felt like three. And uh, it was just, it was so many powerful moments in the story. Like I bet. And, and she just had the whole room. And, and she was very nervous about telling it. Like, I, like we had phone conversations, like maybe two or three phone conversations before. But she, she it, it felt like, like she was so appreciative to be able to tell that. And I feel like she touched so many people like that night. It, it was just such a powerful story and a powerful moment. And then after the comedy behind it was great. It was that one really stands out. That's probably one of the ones that really sticks out to me um, from the shows over the years, amongst others. Like there's there's plenty of stories that that people have told. People have talked about so many different topics, so many different things, and there's so many that jump out to me just off the top of my head. Um, but that's one that just like really stuck out to me. Like even even leaving at night, I was like, wow. You know, like that was that was a serious moment we just witnessed. Like that was so powerful. Yeah, I bet. Oh yeah. I want to talk about the comedy side now. A little bit lighter tone now. Um, you know, a lot of times the the, the comics really do well because it's it's such a it's such a great sweet release after the the stories. Um, but just uh, I know a, a a show favorite Angela Walker. Every time she does the show, like Angela she just, Walker. Angela okay. Walker, like she rips it up. Um, I remember Brandon Davidson had a, had a great set, um, and there's it's been many others that have just come in and just just done awesome jobs, and um, I'm the and and it, which is really to me impressive because this show is not something that, like I always tell the comics, this is not your typical set. Like you you're taking somebody else's experiences and you're crafting a set over a small amount of time. Like most comics, it takes us months, sometimes years to craft a set. And the comics get these stories three to four weeks in advance and they're coming up with a set. In a, in a pretty, in, in stand-up comedy terms, this is a pretty short amount of time, which to me is, is quite impressive. And for them to do that, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not an easy task at all. And uh, people can come on for, how long are the sets? Typically, sets are anywhere from 12 to 20 minutes, just depending okay. on, their, on their spot in the lineup. So a comic will do a 12 to 20-minute set most times. Typically, most, most times they end up somewhere around 15, but anywhere from 12 to 20 minutes. It's also art involved. Like, yeah. Tell me about some of the art. Um, after the artist, every show since, I'd say since February, um, an artist will create a triptych inspired by the three stories so a, a triptych yeah that's three pieces three art three pieces of art okay um so typically it's a painting but i've had i've had um a choreographer come in and do dance i want to do like oh, wow song that's cool. music so just artistic expression i've had a 3d artist come in and create some figurines but an artist will come in and their art is like the backdrop for the show Oh, okay. And That's really the, cool. And at the end of the show, they'll speak on their... They'll, I didn't know they'll, that They'll, was, they'll okay. come up and talk about their inspiration and process for creating it. And I, that's something I really want to do because, like, I've gone to art galleries and seen artwork before, but you never... I rarely get to hear, like, how they came about doing what they did. So I wanted the artists to have that platform to speak on their inspiration from the stories and their process for creating it, um, which, is, which is going great. 
and we've been doing art since February of last year. And I got that um, that first year was pretty much storytelling and stand-up comedy. And uh, I got the idea from like one of my creative buddies, Christina Riggs. Um, Christina Riggs. Yeah, Christina okay. Riggs, who's a great artist, like just an extremely creative person. Um, we would, and sometimes from time to time, I just have to, I just want just to get my creative juices going, or just to, just to bounce things off each other. We were talking, and one day we were talking and brainstorming, um, and she just said, "What about art? Like, why don't you do art with the shows?" And I was like, "Oh wow!" And I was like, "Yeah, I think that's a great idea." So we started incorporating art. She was the first artist. She's also been a storyteller on the show, and from there, like, it just like, oh wow, it was just a, a, it added a great layer to the show, and we've been rocking with storytelling, stand-up comedy, and art ever since. And I've been, I've met some phenomenal artists. Like I, I had, I was not really plugged into the, the Dallas arts community, the visual arts community, and I've it's met a, some phenomenal it's a big, artists. Beautiful scene here oh, yeah. in Dallas. Oh yeah, I met yeah. some, yeah, some phenomenal artists, and even like I've had two high school students on the show which they blew my mind as well with their artwork um it's it's been great art's a gift man you get it at a very early age absolutely just need to uh just need to go down that road man just let it let it go 100 percent. i yeah. agree with that 100 percent. what happens with the art well the artist is typically for sale and a lot of times the artists will sell the work at the show um so so they'll sell their pieces i did have one show in topeka um the artist Stacy Ogle, like she just, and she's an amazing artist, like crazy. She owns a gallery in Topeka, and she created her artwork, and she just gave them to the storytellers, and it, it was a beautiful thing that oh, she man, did. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But typically, the artwork is for sale. Like they, you know, they created, and you know, like I just, I, I like to be hands off with the art. Like a lot of times, the artists ask me, like, "What do you want done with it? What, you know." <laughs> what do you, you want me to commission? I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. you just you read yeah. the stories and you, you do, do your art. Thing, yeah, I do you, my thing. You yeah. do, yeah, yeah, you do your art. I have no stipulations on what you do. You create your triptych. You go wherever you want to go with it. You know, you do your art, and then a lot of you know a lot of times they'll sell it at the shows. I like that. Yeah, because it goes back to just I want to build a community. Absolutely. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah the tick, the tick family is growing, man. It's I've met so many people, so many different people, and you know a lot of people. I, I, you know, I look at his family, like we still communicate to this day, um, you know, share information. So it's I'm really I'm really proud of the truth and comedy family community and not even just from storytellers, comedians and artists, but people and not even just storytellers, um, stand up comedians and artists, you know, people that come to the show, the audience members, too. Like it's there's some people that they come to almost every show, you know, and I've gotten to know very well. So I'm. I'm very proud of this little DIY show. Uh, you should be, man. Uh, it's really, I'm really impressed what you've done here, and I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Like I said, expanding in different cities, and just, just creating a huge community because uh, it's such a great idea. I'm very happy that you did it. You took the, you took the step and did it, man. It's, it's a really good thing. So, where do you, uh, where do you see Truth and Comedy going in the next year, couple years? In the next year, couple of years, I definitely want to uh i definitely want to build have some more some more couple of more cities where i do truth and comedy i've been looking at like denver, denver? chicago um, um. i, I want to set up maybe maybe a couple of more cities with live shows 
and like we just talked about i want to i want to take it expand it out and, and take it to a larger platform you know maybe online or you know maybe you know some type of streaming service or whatnot but i and that might be longer than a year you know but i definitely want to increase the audience and um expand its reach i don't think you're gonna have a hard time getting people involved i think they just need to know about you and what you're doing so awesome. uh byron i, I want to thank you for coming on the show man I truly appreciate you, Joseph, and, and what you're doing for the community, man. Thank you so well, much. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's we we're, we're we're fortunate in a time where we can communicate like this and spread the word, man. All for all for good reasons and all for good causes. Man, I love what you're doing. So thank you. Well, uh, that's it for this episode. I want to thank uh, again Byron for coming on, and I'll put all his links in the description. Uh, until then, you guys stay creative.